T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Happy New Year. Mark Fry in the newsroom. Kerry Clant is our producer. Fans headed downtown for the NHL's Winter Classic tonight. Windchill advisory in the heart of the metro. Windchill warning for much of the areas surrounding the Twin Cities. Central Minnesota, Western Minnesota, Southern Minnesota. Uh, our friends to the east of the St. Croix seem that share wind or share that windchill advisory. So 25 to 35 below, and as we heard from the weather service before the news, uh, those areas in the warning, uh, wind chill warnings of 35 below or greater. So uh, definitely, definitely cold uh, tonight, and those uh, advisories and warnings uh, in effect from 6 tonight until 10 tomorrow morning. Let's go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney Outdoors. Steve-O, how you been? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Steve. Boy, have things changed since you and I talked the last time. It's uh, it's kind of nasty out there. It was 32 below this morning up in Lakes Country, and since you and I talked, we've got maybe 15 inches of snow, and things have really changed, and really not for the better. Um, all this snow that's on top of the lakes up here have really created a lot of slush problems. Uh, a good example, I was out a couple days ago, went out to one of my spots, caught some fish, did well, and I was going to come back on the same trail on my snowmobile, which is always very smart, and it looked like the Mississippi River had opened up through that trail that I came through. So right now we're kind of plagued in northern Minnesota, northwestern Minnesota with this slush issue, and I think it's going to be around for a while, and it's really making it difficult to get to the areas that we want to go to um, so we're still regulated, you know, just to trying to get to the areas that we're allowed to get to. So definitely a, a monkey wrench into this whole thing with the snow and the cold. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good right now. Yeah. And what, what's so crazy about it is, is that everyone wants to be out there, but if you can't get to those spots and once again, uh, unless you have a snowmobile, I would assume it's tough sledding for an ATV. You know, right now, Steve, it looks like an ATV is is not in the mix. I mean, there's enough snow that you really can't get to where you want to go, even if you have a plow. And it looks like it's going to be a snowmobile affair for the rest of the season. And, you know, a snowmobile is great, but it doesn't handle slush very well. Um, It's going to eliminate side-by-sides and rangers and... It's it's just and it's going to affect the people with you know the big ice castles and you know the big wheelhouses. They won't be able to get to a lot of these areas. So, unfortunately, we really got hit with snow and cold and slush way early, 
And, you know, we still have a month and a half of the season, you know, left. So it does not bode well, and I don't know how it's going to shake out. You know, any more snow is not going to be good. Um, But on the flip side, snowmobiling is really good. I mean, right now the conditions in northern and northwestern Minnesota are as good as you're going to get. There's just a beautiful base. Groomers are out. So snowmobiling is is just top-notch right now. But fishing, I think, is going to be a little tricky. And, you know, you might want to keep in mind some of these resorts that do their plowing, uh, we might have to, you know, switch gears and go that way because they tend to, uh, have everything plowed and, you know, have a really good handle on what's going on. But some of these other lakes that, you know, are more isolated, you don't know what you're getting into until you actually get on the lake. It could be slush. It could not be slush. So, you know, the problem is there's so much weight on the ice right now. With all this snow, it's heavy snow. And when you get that type of weight, that forces that water comes up out of the cracks in the ice, the heaves, comes up out of old holes, you know, people have drilled, and it floods. And that's why when you, I was on a really good spot a couple days ago, I can't get back there because it's flooded and, you know, water has come up through a lot of the heaves there. So that's eliminated. So you really got to be careful and make sure you got a wingman with you because if you get a snowmobile caught in slush, you're going to be there for a while. And it's, uh, you know, that's the way it is. I actually brought my skid house off the lake uh, a couple days ago when I saw this cold coming just because I didn't want it to freeze in. So we're all kind of in a series of flex right now trying to decide how we're going to handle the next couple of weeks because we don't know, but we know it's not going to be pretty. So we're doing the best we can. Yeah, and uh, I, I've heard I, I work with uh, some avid ice anglers uh, during the week in my full-time job, and they were chomping at the bit to get out on some lakes closer to the cities. And, you know, they're they're all saying, able to get out, bites pretty good. And that, that, that's true year in and year out. You, you get into the first of the year, and generally the bite's good. Yeah, you know, I was down through the five-county metro for Christmas, you know, with relatives and so on, and I was very surprised the lack of people out fishing. And I don't think it's lack of people i think it's because the ice isn't very good and you guys got a dose of of snow on top of four inches of ice and that's really affected central and southern minnesota and people are just darn scared they just don't want to go out and deal with it because you don't know what you're going to get yourself into so that's almost in worse shape than we are up in the north and northwest but you know we'll have to see you know a warming trend probably wouldn't be very good more snow wouldn't be very good, but we're just, uh, you know, trying to wing it as best we can. And But I feel for everybody in, you know, central and southern Minnesota because the conditions never started out very well, and, you know, hopefully they'll improve, but it's hard to say. Steve Carney joining us, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. He's been joining us for years here on the weekends, and uh, sports schedules permitting. Uh, joining us now on Saturdays just after the news at 4 o'clock. Steve, quick look back. Um, I, I know you, you talked a lot about uh, how how poor the duck hunting season was, but uh, by all reports I've heard, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, about uh, the pheasant season, by all accounts, pretty good. It was, Steve. That was a real highlight of, of the fall. You know, the, initially the numbers you know, were not you know up increased anything great, but... Boy, I, I was just really impressed with the numbers. You know, it's not like South Dakota numbers or North Dakota numbers, but for Minnesota, uh, I thought it was really good. And, and when we had that first snow 
and had a good freeze. It was really good. Those birds were in cattail swamps, and they were easy to, you know, bust out of there if you had a good dog. And that was a real highlight, and it, it was really nice to see after just the worst duck season I have ever seen in 55 years. And the pheasant really kind of helped things out. I was really happy about that. The deer season was good. So overall, 2021 was really a very, very good year. Uh, fishing was fantastic. The weather was cooperative. Uh, but it's just this early winter thing, you know, we just got to deal with it. But other than that, 2021 overall for the outdoors, I thought was uh, really an exceptional year overall. Yeah, and always good to visit with you uh, once again, Steve. Uh, Happy New Year, and we look forward to visiting with you throughout 2022. Sounds great, Steve. Best to your family, and Happy New Year to all our wonderful listeners that tune in every Saturday. All right, Steve Carney. SteveCarneyOutdoors.com. It is 4.15. Quick break. We'll come back. Little boys hockey, Andover back at it. The Andover Huskies, one of the top teams in the state. Their head coach, Mark Manny, will join us here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Five below. Our wind chill 22 below, but I was checking uh, the Fargo Forum. Uh, Fargo tied a record on New Year's Day, 27 below actual air temp. And then up by 29 in Grand Forks, 37 below. Woo! Um, and it, I, I've always said this, that, yes, we get real cold here in the Twin Cities, but it's not like North Dakota cold. That that That's a whole different league up there. That That's... That's Manitoba. That's Saskatchewan cold. That's, uh, yeah, 37 below this morning at Grand Forks. I remember one uh, one uh, year, years ago I was a kid, we would uh, go to Lutzen. My mom and dad, we'd ski up at Lutzen. And over President's weekend, my mom and dad, some other families, uh, we, we'd go to Lutzen. We'd rent this place along the lake. It was really cool, kind of a lodge. And a bunch of families would stay there, and we'd ski Lutzen. And I don't know if this is exactly true, because the mountain was open that day, but they they claim at Lutzen that morning, one of the mornings we went skiing, the low temp was 50 below, actual air temp. Now, it warmed up pretty quickly from that, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I believe the parents in that side. It was cold. No question, but um, I, I think that's the coldest I've ever experienced. 421 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Team playing well, boys hockey. And over head coach Mark Manny joining us. Mark, happy new year. Good to visit with you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Happy new year to you, and uh, always good to be on. Yeah, good to visit with you. And uh, like a lot of the top teams in the state, uh, you, your, your program has certainly reached that year in and year out contending right now. And uh, you, you've just had a good group of kids come through. Yeah, we've, um, well, you know, our, our program now is about uh, uh, 15 or 16 years old and, and started with low numbers. And then uh, over time, uh, it built up some steam. And once you get a little success, more kids join. And so, so we've got good numbers here in Andover, and, and some of those kids have now reached the high school level and beyond, and and we're seeing some success because of it. 
Yeah, and the facilities, the community has really gotten behind it. Mark, you can't do it alone. Uh, You're right, the youth programs, you had a great rink in the community center. They add another one. That's a beauty. So there's all the ingredients. Yeah. Um, Like you say, we we got a second sheet of ice, and that's really key to our program uh, going forward. Uh, You know, a lot of parents just don't have the ability to drive their kids 20 minutes each way to practice you know, at 5 or 5.30 in the afternoon because of work or other family commitments. And, and so uh, having a, another rink right here in town is uh, is really going to help us. Yeah, and uh, you, you played a great schedule. And I know a year ago it was a challenge for a lot of these programs because we were grateful to get a season in, grateful to get in a state tournament. But uh, you were really limited to conference play. The Northwest Suburban, a lot of schools, and, and that – didn't allow the the boys program at Andover or the girls program or any other program around the state to really expand and kind of see where they're at. But this year, more back to normal and, and you, you played a great schedule already. Yeah, we, we really have. And, and we started out kind of with Roseau and Moorhead in our first three games. And, and those are our two top flight programs. And uh, then uh, we just went through a stretch where we had, uh, you know, six in a row, uh, Maple Grove, Wyzetta, Duluth East, Blaine, Creton, and Hill Murray. And uh, you won't find programs better than those. And so uh, what we really enjoyed about it is uh, they will find your weakness and exploit it. And so we've got a lot of video work to do and and a lot of uh, little changes to make if we're going to have success in the postseason, which is always our goal. And and so playing these top teams and and getting out of conference – is really kind of key to, to having success in the postseason. Yeah, and along the way, there are going to be bumps in the road. But it, as you pointed out, um, very rare in the state of Minnesota for a team to go unbeaten and win a state title. You're going to take losses, and sometimes you learn more from that than, than you do just, just rolling over teams. Yeah, and, and we learned a valuable lesson, you know, in uh, playing in a, a holiday tournament in Bloomington, uh, had uh, Creighton Durham Hall, who uh, was the, the preseason favorite to, to win the state tournament, and and I don't know that that's changed that much. They were uh, very good, and and then followed them up with Hill Murray, who is always in the top three or four teams in the state, and we were able to to uh, uh, get victories over both those squads, and then faced a pretty tough Rosemount uh, team the next night, which which on paper maybe doesn't scare you like the other two, but uh, we found we were just out of emotional energy and. And the beauty of that is if you do want to get to the state tournament, you're going to have to play three tough teams in a row and, and find a way to, to kind of summon that enthusiasm for the third day. Um, granted, there will be a, a big trophy uh, um, available to the winner of that third game, which there wasn't really in, in Bloomington. But uh, still, we, we found that we're going to need to manage minutes of our top players um, and uh, you know get everybody involved and, and raise the, the level of our bottom uh end of talent uh, in order to be able to compete in a tournament like that if we're fortunate uh, enough to get there. Yeah, and uh, you have the ingredients uh, again this year. We talked about program-wise, uh, the facilities, the support of the community, uh, the, the numbers and excitement among the youth programs and the kids coming up. But but with your club this year, uh, Gavin Thorson, I've had a chance to see the Andover Huskies play uh, a dynamic scorer and off to a great start. 
yeah, Gavin's uh, really a good player, and uh, he's got incredible ice vision. He's got a good shot, and uh, um, he's very skilled, and he's complemented very well by uh, Caden Casey, another junior who's got size and and is a, a great team guy, and, and uh, also another junior, Cooper Conway. Um, so those three have been kind of carrying the load scoring-wise for us, um, but the senior leadership has really made a, a big difference uh, uh, Austin Bronze in net has been phenomenal for us, and, and senior defenseman uh, Kyle Law and, and Weston Knox have been uh, just as important to our group and, and maybe in a lot of ways more important, uh, uh, just calming everybody down and uh, and keeping the ship headed in the right direction. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Knox because in the chances I've had to to see him play in his Andover Huskies career, he, he is one of those guys back there that, it just has to be a coach's best friend because you know when he's on the ice, he's always going to make the right decision. Yeah, he is. He's a great athlete too. He he went to state and track last year, and and uh, and, and went to state and football this year, and and he's been to the state hockey tournament twice. So so he's got a lot of experience in in big situations, and and he's a, a calming influence on everybody. He shows up uh, every day. I don't think I've ever seen Weston in a bad mood, and. And that goes a long way as well. Um, and but he's got some decisions to make. He's a a, a really good football player. He's getting offers uh, from them, and he's he's you know exploring hockey options at the same time. And and uh, so uh, he's going to have to make a decision here pretty soon on which way he wants to go with that. And you get into league play, and uh, the games start coming fast and furious uh, in the Northwest Suburban. How, how do you see this league stacking up? I know you're one of the favorites. You already brought up Maple Grove, uh, Centennial in the mix. Oh, for sure. I, I think that there's, um, well, a, a lot of teams that, that can beat you on any given night. Uh, uh, but I, I think Maple Grove's the clear uh you know, best team skill wise, we were able to beat them five to three earlier in the year, but, uh, we, we leaned on our goalie pretty heavy that game. And uh, if we want to beat them the second time we play them, we're going to have to, to find a way to get our defense shored up, uh, and, and be able to stop because they can really attack you. Um, after them, I think Centennial and Rogers, um, are right there. Uh, Rogers just beat Wyzetta the other day. Um, Centennial's got some big wins early in the year, including, uh, one over Rosemount, a team we just lost to. So I, I think uh, those two are, are there. Um, so I got to see a little bit of Tatino Grace over the holidays, and they looked very strong against Eden Prairie and, and Chaska. And uh, um, yeah, Champlin Park uh, beat Centennial in the holiday tournament. And so so they're also going to be a tough test. So, yeah, there's a, there's plenty of good competition in Northwest Suburban this year, and, and we're fortunate that we get to play there. Well, Mark, always good to visit with you. Once again, a happy uh, New Year to, to you and your family and uh, the Andover community, and uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to catch a game or two between now and the end of the season. All right, sounds good, Steve. Happy New Year to you, too, and uh, appreciate everything you do. Talk to you soon. All right, there he is, Mark Manny, Andover boys hockey coach, and they're among one of the top teams in the state of Minnesota again this year and the rankings change every week because over holiday time these teams beat up on each other but lakeville south edina andover roseau hill marie maple grove creton durham hall all in the mix uh he he mentioned why minnetonka grand rapids uh let's play hockey uh putting out the rankings and once again there, there's always a shuffle uh as we move through the season but uh 
a lot of good clubs and uh, invite you to get out to, to a local rink and, and catch these teams when, when they come to your neighborhood. It is 4.30. We'll have an update on the weather here at News Talk. E3O-WCCO. One of the great sports stories locally at the end of 2021 was the surprising start for Ben Johnson's University of Minnesota men's basketball team. They are 10-1, and and Big Ten play is set to resume. They were scheduled to play Illinois on Sunday. That game moved to Tuesday. Problems in the Fighting Illini program with COVID-19, but they will uh, play Tuesday night at the barn. And joining us to talk about that, Marcus Fuller. From the Star Tribune, Marcus, Happy New Year to you and your family. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, good to visit with you. And this really is a great story because Richard Patino has shown the door, and uh, they went on a search, and they brought in Ben Johnson. And the conventional wisdom was, as he put together a roster, was it could be a struggle this year. It's been anything but that. 10-1, and one, uh, that big win at Michigan, and generally – uh, gritty, grinded-out play. They, they 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 brought in some veteran guys, and it's really paid dividends. No question. I think um, you know anyone who said that they thought they would be ten and one at this point, including Ben Johnson, uh, would be lying. And you know, I think that you know they he recruited the transfer portal, uh, obviously, um, in a way that uh, you know he wasn't necessarily going after um, you know the top guys. They were going to end up. Um, at some of the best programs in the country, but he he brought in guys that fit um, what what he wanted to do. Um, three point shooting uh, is a strength of this team. Um, they really really hang their hat defensively, um, and I think you know they they're a cohesive unit. Um, you don't see too often where you have a group of ten newcomers um, that have the type of chemistry that they do. Um, you know this this off season was a little bit better than last year. Uh, meaning that last year they weren't allowed to uh, work together as a team during COVID. Um, this year, you know, they were able to have the whole summer or most of the summer. So I think that really helped. But, you know, you brought up the fact that they're veterans. And I think the fact that his rotations made up of six seniors, um, you're really seeing that experience play out on the court. Yeah, and you you just get the sense that they they know what to do and and there's no panic, particularly in their signature victory so far on the road at Michigan. They they played really well, but down the stretch where maybe uh, Patino's teams would fold or uh, they, there was never that sense. They, they they were in the moment, and they, and they played great down the stretch in closing it out. I think that, you know, when you look at this year's team, again, um, they don't have a lot of – they didn't have a lot of experience in the Big Ten, but they had a lot of college basketball experience, so there weren't too many moments – in situations um, in, at the end of games that they hadn't been through before. Um, and even earlier this season, you know, when they beat Princeton in double overtime and when they had to come back from, uh, well, well they, they gave up big leads in the second half and, and they had to, you know, close them out. So I think that gave them confidence early together as a team. And again, a lot of these guys have been in a lot of situations together. And, you know, in, in the past, uh, Patino relied maybe on a couple guys uh, maybe even one uh, to close games in Marcus Carr. Um, this year's team, you know, it's pretty balanced, and, and they've had a number of guys uh, make plays at the end of games. Jameson Battles, their leading scorer, um, but they've had Peyton Willis come up big in some in some wins, and EJ Stevens and Luke Lowy had a huge tip in 
at Pittsburgh uh, at the buzzer to keep them undefeated at this point. So I think there's a lot of different contributions that they're getting. Uh, again, the, the, the experience is, is playing out. Um, and then, you know, we can't uh, ignore the coaching as well. I think um, this coaching staff has a lot of uh, cohesiveness as well. Yeah, and, you know, for Ben Johnson to tap his uh, former uh, high school head coach, Dave Thornton, on the full, uh, shoulder, he was out at Colorado State, and bring him in uh, was a stroke of genius. They obviously know each other well, and, you know, Dave, Dave's just a X's and O's guy and loves the game and, and was a tremendous add to his staff. Well, he's a he's a winner. Um, you know, he was a, obviously a nine-time champion as a high school coach. You see, Colorado State still undefeated right now, and while Dave Thorson is not there, he helped uh, Nico Medved, uh, another Minnesota native, uh, build that program to the point where it is now. And so he's had his hands on a lot of success um, as a as a head coach and an, as an assistant. And I think that carried over to the Gophers. You know, he just has a, a defensive mindset. Um, that he had with the Islanders that Ben Johnson played with him and had, um, you know, they don't, they weren't going to put players on the court that couldn't play defense. And, you know, when they haven't shot the ball well this year, when they struggled to shoot, um, they still have been able to close out games and, 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 and build leads based on their defense. Um, what a, a game that I have an example of that is, you know, when they had 28 turnovers in a, in a win versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi, it was one of the worst offensive performances as far as taking the ball that we've seen in a long time with, with the Gophers, but they still won that game, and, and a lot of it was uh, that they were able to play defense as well. And, again, same thing with uh, Michigan, a uh, really good offensive team, and what they went on the road and they won in Ann Arbor for the first time in 10 years. Um, they were able to hold one of the best big men in the, in the Big Ten, Hunter Dickinson, uh, to a really, really poor second half. Um, so they've hang, hang their hat on defense, and it's something that Dave Thorson has a big part in. Marcus Fuller joining us from the Start Tribune covers Golden Goal for basketball. One of the other storylines with this season is Eric Curry, and everybody rooting for him, and for this team to be having success. And what he's been through as a player at Minnesota is is incredible. I mean, you look at his bio and the, the injuries, and for him to come back, boy. This is a lot of fun, and I, I, I'm so happy for him. Oh yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy that everybody roots for. Uh, I think that if he wasn't playing this year and he was a grad assistant, you know he'd still be a great story of a kid that just stuck stuck around. You know, I mean he could have, um, you know, when he graduated he could have left school and um, moved on with his life. But you know he's a gopher through and through. He's been through a lot, but. Uh, he and his mother uh, wrote about earlier this year in the Star Tribune. Um, it's been them two since the beginning. Uh, his mother is a single mom that raised him when she was a teenager and until now. And, you know, he's he's all grown up, um, but he's just a big kid at heart. You know, he's always uh, has, a, has a good sense of humor and, you know, he's a good leader. And I think that one of the things that Ben Johnson needed this year was uh, not only a veteran leader uh, like him, on the team that's been through the Big Ten before, but he also needed a, a front court presence. Um, they didn't have much depth uh, inside, and, and Eric's been doing that for them, not only defensively, but he's had a few offensive uh, games this year. Um, I think 
probably the best scoring performances that we've seen from him since his freshman year when he was completely healthy. So, like you said, it's a great story, and Eric uh, and his family and his mother, um, you know, to have them around the team a few times this year, especially at that win versus Mississippi State, um, you know, that like I said, that was kind of that was really good to see. One of the things we do know about this team, they don't go very deep. Uh, you, you look at the minutes for this team, there aren't a lot of guys that uh, help out off the bench. So so depth is a concern moving into the meat of the Big Ten schedule. Yeah, I think you know most teams, when they go into conference play, they kind of shorten the bench a little bit. Um, so I don't, I don't think that there will be a lot of teams that you'll see play ten guys, eight or nine guys. Uh, maybe at the most, but, um, you know, they, they go with a seven-man rotation um, primarily, and, and six of them are seniors. So there's a lot of experience on the court, and, and you know, these guys have been through college basketball. They're, 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 they've built their bodies and conditioning to the point where they can play a lot of minutes. But it, like you said, I mean, I think it is a concern because, you know, you, you have one guy uh, suffer an injury, knock on wood, or a guy get in foul trouble, and then you're playing, uh, you know, some players that haven't played much this season. Uh, they had to, they've had to do that a couple times this year. Their best player off the bench is Sean Sutherland, who's a senior, and he's a, a, an incredible scorer off the bench. But they don't really get much scoring outside of him. You know, I'd like to see this in the Big Ten. You know, maybe Trayton Thompson, a freshman, a six eleven freshman, um, get a little bit of time um, to possibly give them some more depth in the, in the front court. Um, but again, I, I don't think they'll go too deep uh, on the bench uh, at the guard position, just because that's probably the strength of their team at this point. Marcus Fuller joining us from the Star Tribune. We're talking Golden Go for men's hoops. Uh, Illinois delayed from Sunday at the barn to Tuesday night, and uh, we'll we'll jump into the meat of the Big Ten schedule at that point in time. And there there have been some some covid issues and and that's part of it you just roll with the flow uh, you, you hear this saying over and over but it's true whether it's uh, the nba or the nhl or the nfl or what what have you college basketball it is what it is and you just have to roll with the flow it is a sign of the times uh, i think this year like i said going into the season um you you had a bit of normalcy when it talk when you talk about uh practice schedules and teams being able to be together and not have to quarantine. Um, so I think that helped teams prepare for the season. There was also uh, a normal start to the season a year ago. They had to start uh, around Thanksgiving. Um, so you're seeing a lot of games being canceled right now, but I think because they were able to have a normal start, a lot of teams have been able to play quite a few games at this point before conference play. Uh, so to miss here, you know, one here or there, uh, isn't too concerning, but once you start getting into conference play and you're and you're missing games, uh, the Big Ten did announce last week that they'll not have forfeits and they'll try to make up these games and reschedule them or or have them uh, deemed no contest. But again, as as they start to pile up, then you'll see teams with uh, you know unbalanced records at the end of the year and to to try to find a conference champion or to try to to determine an NCAA tournament bid. When there's unbalanced records, it's just really tough on everyone. Uh, but again, I, I'm not going to see a repeat of of last year. You know, we will. Um, you know, we'll have an NCAA tournament. We'll have a Big Ten tournament. Um, we'll have a, a normal postseason. And um, you know, I, I think that's that's the best for the sport. And and right now, um, you know, I just want to make sure 
you know, we see um, everyone uh, pull through this and be healthy. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, Illinois, then on the road at Indiana and at Michigan State. They're one one in the Big Ten, and uh, the Spartans came in here and got it done. So uh, after the Illinois game, two very tough places to play, uh, Assembly Hall and then the Breslin Center. Well, yeah, you don't want to look past Illinois. Um, <laughs> yeah, for they, sure. Uh, obviously, you know, have the one of the best, if not the best, big man uh, in the Big Ten in Kofi Coburn. You know, we don't know what their situation is like as far as COVID. Um, you know, coming off of that, you know, they they, they say they, they want to play Tuesday. Um, the Big Ten has a rule where you need seven scholarship players uh, to be able to play, so we don't know who those players are. Um, and, you know, last year, I think coming off of COVID, you saw a lot of teams uh, struggle, um, you know, first couple games, just kind of getting their legs back together. So I think, you know, if they could, if the Minnesota Gophers can beat Illinois and get a really good win like that at home, uh, I think they can carry that confidence on the road. And really because of that Michigan win, because they beat Mississippi State on the road and Pittsburgh on the road, uh, this team, I think they've played better away from home at this point. Um, and, and just being able to get that win against Illinois, if, if they're able to do that on Tuesday, like I said, I think that will just continue to carry that confidence on the road. One of the challenges uh, for Ben Johnson and staff is recruiting, and I had a chance to visit with uh, the head coach at Park Center, James Ware, Brayton Carrington, committed to Minnesota. That's a big deal, a guy that can play. It's going to be a key, one of the reasons he got the job, uh, the connection to Minnesota and the fact that he's going to recruit Minnesota. So, you know, that's that's a really good get. No question, and, and uh, they competed in the George Floyd Memorial Classic, inaugural uh, classic uh, this past week, and I talked to Braden about that, and Minneapolis North uh, played George Floyd's alma mater from Houston, you know, um, and I think that was a big deal for all the contestants and uh, players and coaches, and, and I, I think, you know, for Braden to be able to help his team win that championship and he had a huge game and 35 points in the championship game versus Minneapolis North. They're just going to continue to build that momentum uh, right now. And I think, you know, if, if, if he continues to, to score at that rate, you know, that's a, that's a big boost for Minnesota next year. You know, when they lose most of their team, they're going to have to have some freshmen like Braden come in and, and contribute. Uh, when I talked to him, he's also working on his um, facilitating and his ball handling to be more of a point guard or a combo guard when he enters the, the Gophers as a freshman. Um, so th- for him to be able to score the ball like that and, and also facilitate this year for Park Center, um, you know, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him and, and his continued uh, improvement in that area. Well, Mark, it's good to visit with you. Uh, Happy New Year, and hopefully we can talk again soon. For sure, Steve. Thanks a lot. Happy New Year. Appreciate All it. Right, the- there he is, Marcus Fuller, covers the Golden Gophers uh, for the Star Tribune online at startribune.com. All goes well. Illinois will be back at it. They'll play Minnesota Tuesday night, 6 o'clock at the barn. Then a week from tomorrow at Indiana and a week from Wednesday at Michigan State. Then the next scheduled home game at the barn, January 16th, against Iowa. They haven't announced a time. A TV We'll have a say in that. Quick break. We'll come back with more. Some college football scores on this New Year's Day here at News Talk. E3O-WCCO. Happy New Year. Sun headed down, still five below 
here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Our wind chill stands at 22 below. Uh, wind chill advisory goes into effect at 6 o'clock and will last till 10 a.m. That's for the heart of the Twin Cities metro area. Uh, that's Hennepin County, Ramsey County, Washington County, and then east of the St. Croix. Other than that, we're bracketed by a wind chill warning. That includes like Anoka County, Wright County, uh, et cetera. And then those southern counties of the metro area, all the way down to Mankato and Rochester, to give you an example. And that wind chill warning says wind chills could dip below 35 below zero. Uh, the wind chill advisory in the heart of the metro, 25 to 35 below. Right now we're at 22 below. Now, that forecast again real quick. Uh, Minus 20 tonight, and then tomorrow two above. And then Sunday night, we'll hit one below before the temps start to rise. And then on Monday, sunny and 28, uh, it'd be a good day to own a car wash. Today, not so good. Tomorrow, not so good. But but Monday, Tuesday, great day to own a car wash. They're going to be busy. <laughs> um. And, and that's one of the mistakes. Once upon a time, uh, we had all white vehicles for whatever reason. I had an old white pickup, and my wife had uh, a white wheelchair minivan. Well, that thing broke down, and we decided to get rid of it. And we ended up with a black wheelchair minivan. Then... Me hit a scattered slippery spot on the freeway, and I totaled my good old white pickup truck running head-on into a concrete freeway wall in Brooklyn Park last February. And then in my long, arduous search for a good-used truck uh, late winter, early spring, (laughs) I settled on an all-black pickup truck. So now we went from all-white to all-black, And here's the thing, when they get dirty, they get really dirty, and it shows the salt, and you go out, I I go out, and it's like, oh my, this this thing is just covered in salt. Now, the the only thing is, is the lighter colored vehicles, the the gray ones, hide that a little bit more. So I'm going to be one of those people in line on Monday uh, to get uh, the pickup truck cleaned up, because there's a lot of salt on that vehicle uh, right now. Uh, college football scores, I promised that. A busy day, New Year's Day, uh, for sure. Uh, Ohio State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Buckeye haters, you're in business. Uh, Utah leads at 14-0 late first quarter. Uh, that That is at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And I always get a kick out of the parade. I love the Tournament of Roses parade. And it looked like a lovely morning in Pasadena. Arkansas beat Penn State 24-10 in the Outback Bowl. In the Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State outlasts Notre Dame in a wild one, 37-35. Kentucky, late touchdown, beat Iowa 20-17 in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. And still to come, the Sugar Bowl, it'll be Baylor and Ole Miss. And really, in both seasons, all I'm looking for is a good game. And those college football playoff games were terrible yesterday. Alabama overmatched Cincinnati. Cincinnati 
put up a better fight than I thought, but it was still all Alabama. And then Georgia just absolutely demolished Michigan in the Orange Bowl last night. So it'll be Georgia and Alabama for all the marbles. I don't think anybody is surprised. But Georgia will need to play much better than they did in the OCC title game. That really surprised me, the way Alabama dominated that one. Uh, And once again, it's also I'm hoping for is a good game. I have absolutely no rooting interest whatsoever. Uh, Don't care. Georgia, Alabama, who wins? I guess I would prefer Georgia at this point, but uh, just want to see a good title game there. By the way, the Timberwolves are idle. Uh, they, They were right in it at Utah last night until the fourth quarter and then absolutely fell apart. Uh, what was it, a 22-0 run by the Jazz to put it away last night. So a disappointing finish. The game was encouraging for three-plus quarters. Uh, the shorthanded Timberwolves, they got Anthony Edwards back, but uh, ultimately came up short. Up next, Sunday night in L.A. with the Lakers. Uh, we'll be on the air at 8, tip 8.30, so an abbreviated steel talk and show with Gerald and Steele. And then Monday, they'll stay in L.A. and they'll take on the L.A. Clippers. That'll be an even later start. Pre-game begins at 9 o'clock. We have all the news. We have all the weather coming up next uh, here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO at 5 o'clock. I will start with CBS, then Mark Fry with local and regional news. We'll have another update on that weather. And then Craig Schrepfer, WCCO radio producer, huge hockey fan, He's at Target Field for the NHL Winter Classic. We'll get a scene setter coming up here on CCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.